Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hizzler, in the six. How you doing, my boy? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Got a, got a great guest on as well today, man. A pro's pro, truly a pro's pro, NBA player with the Brooklyn, uh, excuse me, with the Brooklyn Nets now, New Jersey Nets. Uh, Toronto Raptors holds the records for most games played at Tulsa, three-time all-conference USA selection, only player in Tulsa history to rank the top 10 in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, a team Nigeria basketball rep and former uh, and Olympian, man. We got my guy, Ben, on the show today. How you doing? Ben Uzo, how's it going? Welcome to Clutch Talk, my guy. Man, appreciate y'all having me, man. I hope I could uh, give y'all... You know what y'all need, and we got some good dialogue. Yes, man, sir. yes, sir, yes, sir, man. Well, we, we like how Jay said, very accomplished guest, and uh, we just gonna get into your basketball journey, man. So let's just get straight into this, man. You know, what we like to start here is the beginning, man. You were born in Houston, Texas, but what I want to know is who put that orange ball in your hands, and at what age? Uh, I was uh, you know, like I think Christmas one time when I was like six or seven years old. Growing up in Houston, watching the Rockets play, uh, watching Hakeem Olajuwon have a real impact in Houston, uh, him being a, a native Nigerian like myself and my parents. I just wanted a basketball watching, you know, one of the Rockets games one night, late night. And uh, my mom and my, my dad, they scrapped together and got a, a Fisher-Price uh, basket, uh, basketball for me. And, you know, that's that's when the, the love grew and, and began, you know, again, essentially – was around six, seven, eight years old. Man, so so it's, it's, it started early. So for for you, it was something that it, it didn't have to grow upon you. It was it, it was an early love, a love at first sight type thing to you. Yeah, once you know, again, once I saw you know the Rockets playing, they were really good at that time, really influential around the league. And uh, watching Hakeem Olajuwon, like I said, uh, he's a living legend as far as Nigerian basketball players. So I, I had an early vision. I was able to see a lot of his greatness at an early age, just growing up in Houston. So that was the first time. Man, ab- man, absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm 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 sure you know you know Hakeem was 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 huge you know huge inspiration for 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 a bunch of people, man. But you know, so then we fast forward to you know to high school. You you end up going to, uh, to Warren Warren High School. So tell us a little bit, you know, how your ba- uh, your high school basketball experience was. It was good, you know. I. Uh, I didn't play varsity as a freshman. I played on the freshman team, so I had a lot of really good peers that we were able to have a good freshman year. I grew over the course of my high school career, uh, hit a growth spurt around sophomore, junior year. And I played varsity for the first time as a sophomore. Uh, had a unique, unique experience there. Was 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 back and forth varsity, JV. Uh, excelled in JV, played limited minutes in varsity. And then I really got my chance to spread my wings my junior year. And uh, I got better every year in, in high school, grew. And of course, that helped me in uh, the area which I was playing in. And then my senior year had a lot of success, was able to lead my team to the state semis. Uh, so played, you know, one game away from playing in the final, you know, state championship game. Um, so it was a lot of success, uh, but gradually it was uh, incremental growths and incremental leaps that that really uh, rounded out my high school career. Okay, um, and and then t- talk about I kind of want to know then like in terms of basketball, and you talked about your progression throughout high school. 
in terms of your game, were you kind of just a natural as it comes to like, I, I've watched your, your tape and everything. I can see you're a great athlete, obviously the levels you played at, but was it right away you had all the skills or was that something you developed that work ethic and you were always in the gym? Um, I'm sure you were, but in high school, how was that progression as a player? Yeah, it was a combination of both. I was always a really good athlete, like you said. Um, I developed skill each year, um, but I was I was seasoned more so than I was from, than I was, uh, I guess, big uh, for my position. You know, I could really handle. I could really uh, pass. I had great feel, great footwork, but I, I worked at it as well. I, I was one of those guys that was in the gym before my peers. In you know, like sixth grade, I was working up, waking up at like seven, eight in the morning to get uh, some some pro work in. And you know, at that time, nobody nobody was really training at that time, and, and from my area. Uh, and then, of course, now you see today, everybody trains year round now. But at that time, it was a good balance of playing, training, and again, just watching the game and using my imagination, whether it's in, in the front, you know, yard or you know, in the backyard or at a, at, a, at, a, at a homie's house down the street or whatever the case may be. So it was a combination of both um, that kind of helped me, you know, again, just transition and blossom and it all came together. Man, absolutely, man. And, and I think that's crazy. Six in sixth grade at six in the morning to be up there, man. That's that, that, that's how you know you got love, love for the game, man. So mm -hmm. that's really cool <laughs> to see. But, you know, so then after, you know, your very, uh, your very accomplished high school career, you know, you for, for college, you decided to go to, to, to go to Tulsa. And every time we get into this, man, I always got to give my props, my, my D1 players, man. So congratulations. Going to Division One is nothing uh, that should be taken lightly. So congratulations for that, man. But, you know, you had offers from Rice, from Oklahoma, from Nebraska, you know, but tell us what made you choose uh, Tulsa and how was your recruitment process? My recruitment process was 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 developing. You know, I was a late bloomer. You know, being in San Antonio wasn't recognized at that point as a basketball city. You know, a lot of guys coming from my city, we were always overlooked by the Houston, by Dallas, uh, and even Austin area, uh, Central Texas, the Central Texas Metroplex wasn't really highly touted from a basketball standpoint, and Texas was a football school. Uh, so my recruitment process, again, you know, I play AAU, but not on the biggest stage. Uh, big tournaments in Texas occasionally will go to Vegas sometimes. But, um, you know, I think my first letter was from Colorado State. And, uh, you know, like I said, I was a late bloomer. So Tulsa was one of the first schools that was on that offered me literally after, you know, like probably like December of my senior year in, in high school. And after. And after my like after that January period, the first two months of the basketball season, that's when the the bigger schools started calling uh, the Boston College, Nebraska, Rice, uh, no, I forget who else, Oklahoma. Uh, I took an unofficial to Oklahoma with a with a, a childhood friend of mine, and um, again, you know. Things just kind of worked out, but I was a loyal guy. I knew uh, Tulsa was on me. They they had a need for a guy like me. I knew I could develop because I was I wasn't sure if I was going to grow any anymore. Um, and I grew a little bit more, but I was like six one and a half, six two my senior year. I grew eventually be like six three, six four, but I knew I would have to play the point guard, and I wanted to play. I had aspirations to play pro. And at that point in time, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be you know, like a six, six wing 
But coming out of San Antonio, I could score in a variety of ways, especially on the wing. I was more of a natural wing. But uh, I needed time to develop and learn the point guard position. And Tulsa was going to offer me that based off the conversations that I was having. So, you know, my first two years I was on the wing at Tulsa. I ended up committing there. My first two wings, I go – first two years I go there, I'm on the wing. And then my junior year, they put the ball in my hands. And that's where I was able to kind of show the leaps and the understanding of how to run a team and grow into that as quickly as I was able to. And that gave me a shot at uh, playing at the – you know, the aspirations that I was able to reach uh, being the NBA and so on and so forth. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you know, you talk about uh, your, your time at Tulsa and uh, very, very accomplished player. I mean, just as a true freshman, you started in 30 of the 31 games and scored uh, most points in one game for a freshman debut in Tulsa history. That and that isn't the only history that you made at Tulsa. But what I really want to know is, is, is how was, you know, that transition of being the guy being, um, you know, highly recruited The set. You were the seventh uh, best ranked player in Texas. Texas in high school to now you're in a program where everyone is a top tier guy. Everyone's solid practice is, is, is a battle war. So talk to us about how that was. Uh, did you have a moment where you're like, damn, I really got to get in the gym and I got to take my game to the next level. Man. Yeah. That moment, that moment, I'll be honest. I, I was, you know, I, I come from a very unique uh, emotional climate that always allowed me to, I never wanted to have any regrets. And I always, I always, I always had a, a, a great work ethic. Like I said, I was always, I was already up at six a.m. in six, in sixth grade, seventh eighth grade, and different people would come and pick me up and, and and allow me to participate in you know those early morning workouts. So I took that mentality with me to school, and I just kept my books. You know, again, I was it was grades and work. So as a freshman, I, I had to, again. It said I still. You said. I started 30 out of 31, but I was up in the gym preseason before uh, practices at six in the morning and then go to class. And then we got practice at three thirty, four o'clock. So I was already getting those double reps like I was like I had already, you know, ingrained in middle school. So I, I was able to beat out our senior uh, who was, you know, again, I was on the wing. I'm a freshman starting on, at the senior position, uh, starting over a senior as a freshman. So I knew I was going to get a lot of attention, but to your credit, to, to, to be able to bridge that gap was like, you know, everybody's this, everybody's solid, you know, more physical, more athletic. My mentality, I was already, you know, running to that battle, so to speak. So I was, you know, again, I wanted to, if I was going to go down, I was going to go down swinging, but I wanted, I knew I had bigger aspirations than just to just go in and be a freshman on this team. I wanted to be impactful. I wanted to start. I wanted to compete. And again, like you said, I forgot I even did that, that, my opener at, at Tulsa was was really special. I didn't even realize it. And I, I left a lot of – I missed a couple free throws. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, remember, mm-hmm. I remember my assistant coach at the time, he was telling me, you, you should have had 30. And, again, you know, at mm-hmm. that time, you know, I only knew what I knew. But, again, you know, I was able to, you know, round out some things and learn some things. But, you know, every, a lot of people was really uh, supportive of, the, of that transition, uh, even, even along with the work ethic and the mentality that I had. Absolutely, man. And, and, uh, you know, a, a lot, a lot of players, uh, you know, when they're playing at, at a high level, sometimes they don't know if they're really ready. And then, you know, sometimes a big game will happen and it'll prove to themselves like, Oh, I belong. Oh, I'm here. So did that happen to you first game? <laughs> did you get that feeling like, Oh, I already know I'm supposed to be here. Or did you come into it? Like you, 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 you had that confidence. It confirmed a lot for me, um, you know, to be 
able to have that that expectation and meet that expectation and confirm the life. But the work, the work that I put into to to prepare, you know what I mean? It, it was a lot of a lot of dots connected. And then I'll share this moment. My second game after that successful first game, I get in foul trouble. So I had I I didn't even get to play as well as I would like to in the, compared to the first game. So again, I had my I had my ups, my downs, but my my mentality was there to kind of like control as much as I can control. So it, to to you know, it doesn't always go your way, but I was already like inclined to like you know hunt and and run to that battle. You know, not run from adversity or you know any expectation or shy away from the moment. I was ready to to always thrust myself in that moment. Yeah, now, now, now I was gonna say, man, like I, I, absolutely, man. You know, and and uh, throughout, you know, throughout your time at, at Tulsa, you clearly, uh, you know, you were clearly in a, in a Division One program. You were playing a presti- other other prestigious programs, but you know, I, I what I want to what I want to ask you, Ben, is if you could think to yourself, uh, man, like when you were in college, what was one matchup that you to this day that they're all clearly great players? But what's one matchup that to this day you were like, man, that was a tough matchup every time we went at it. Uh, we individually or versus a college, a specific team. I, I, you can I, go we, both. Both, yeah, yeah. Just both, yeah. And, well, over my over my four year career, we we played Memphis, and Memphis at that time they were you know Coach Calipari, who's now the head coach of uh, University of Kentucky. He would bring in you know a lot of one and done guys, a lot of the tough point guards or guards, you know, highly touted guards around the country. So you know, one year. You know, I go from playing against Derrick Rose to Tyreek Evans uh, to, to Chris Douglas Roberts. And over my four-year career, we were never able to knock off the Memphis Tigers. And, again, year in, year out, we're playing against, you know, a guy who's projected in the top five, <laughs> you know, lottery mm-hmm. or first round in the NBA draft. And he's got these guys, you know, foaming at the mouth, breathing uh, every word that he's able to – you know, preaching to their bodies and their minds, and they're come. We either go to Memphis or they come to Tulsa, and we and I can't, we can't get over the hump to beat them. So you know, hats off to them. But those are the moments that I, I was always, you know, preparing for, and 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 you know, had my had my uh, had it circled on my calendar, so to speak. Uh, those Memphis Tigers teams that we weren't able to beat. Okay. And that progression was was natural. Obviously, you know, you weren't able to beat Memphis, but you had those big games um, and everything, uh, natural progression. You put in the work. You were doing all that throughout high school, throughout college. And now we're going to get into the pros like you talked about. What led up to that? What was it after you had your successful college career? You know, I read off the accolades in the introduction. We know all about that. Um, but what was it after that? You, you want to go to the pros. You put in, like I said, all that work. What was that process like? Um, leading up to the to the pros, agents, all that. It was a unique process. Uh, again, you know, I knew I had to play the point guard to be able to play at the mm-hmm. highest level that every kid dreams of playing at. You know, I was around 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". I had the ball in my hands, had to learn how to be a more serviceable point guard at that time. Uh, really, you know, dynamic in my own right at that time, you know, 21, 22-year-old kid. Uh, but the process began before I graduated college. You know, I was invited to Portsmouth Invitational. I really played well at Portsmouth. I was a uh, top 15. 
I was uh, finished top 15. I made the all third team in, at Portsmouth, and that, that got me more workouts. Um, was going back and forth from Tulsa to Los Angeles and working out with a buddy of mine, Jerome Jordan, who ended up getting drafted in that same year. Um, the process of choosing an agent, I, I signed with a, an, a company out of California named BDA Sports, along with Jerome, um, that they were taking care of, like, again, making sure I was finishing my school so I could graduate on time that May, but yet training and getting used to that training regimen uh, regimen uh, of, of working out against, you know, high caliber pros and as a pro. So I was going back and forth from Tulsa to L.A. for like two months. Uh, ended up walking the stage, but right after I finished walking the stage, I had pre-draft workouts. I had 16 from May all the way to, you know, two days before draft night. Um, my draft stock was was uh, at the time likely undrafted at the beginning of the, the pre-draft uh, process. Two days before draft night, I had three teams call to say they wanted to take me at 34, 40, and 42 or something like that. But they hadn't worked me out. It was just all hearsay. I was rising up the draft charts, but they wanted to send my rights overseas. Come draft night, you know, I told my agent before the draft, I told him that morning, he's like Minnesota, Phoenix, and Miami, they want to draft you tonight but they want to send your rights overseas. I told him, I don't want to go overseas. Uh, and so he's like, well, you could take your chance of being undrafted and signing as a free agent and, ha you know, kind of choosing your own destiny. I said, I'd rather, I'll take my chances that way. So draft comes, search, first 60 picks. I don't get my name called, little bum. But right after that draft, that night, the Rockets and the Nets, they call and offer me starting point guard positions in the summer league. The Rockets actually offer me more money up front but I went with the Nets because we had the inside scoop that Avery Johnson, the coach of the Nets at the time, was going to uh, get the job that summer. And he came in an undrafted rookie free agent like I was anticipating to. So he was, you know, there was going to be an ironic understanding to, to, you know, look out and cater to a guy with my mentality because he came in the hard way like I was trying to. And again, that worst ethic from sixth grade took over, <laughs> you know, a lot of, you know, some some luck, but really a lot of hard work and understanding and, and learning on the fly. I was able to crack. Uh, I had a good summer league, got invited to rookie minicamp. Uh, again, just I did, you know, did everything I was supposed to do. Guys were going on vacation. I stayed in the gym in New Jersey working out running sprints, shooting free throws, working on my jumper, working on my, my handles. And, uh, you know, we had preseason come around. I played well against, you know, the likes of Drew Holiday, and those guys who were, you know, towering the Eastern Conference at that time. Played well enough to where I made the opening night roster. And, uh, again, that's kind of how my rookie or my, my, my pro career began. And, again, there's more, there's more stories along the way, but that was that five-month process, six-month process from May all the way to, like, you know, October, uh, September, October, November. Yeah, man, that's a huge accomplishment. Congrats on that. I speak for both John and I being in the pros, making, like you said, putting in all that work, the sixth grade, 6 a.m. work to being in the league, man. Every every kid dreams of being in the league. So you did that. You accomplished that. I know, like you said, you played 38 games uh, with with the Nets in your rookie season, but 
gotta ask and we gotta know what was your welcome to the pros moment like what was the first person to cook you what was the first person to you to cook like what what was that moment what was that games or like i'm here shoot i'm in the league like i gotta uh, put, i gotta work harder now man it was a lot man uh my first work welcome to the pros moment was probably um, either scoring my first basket or playing against, you know, the likes. My rookie year, I played against, you know, Kobe, Ron, MVP D. Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, played with two – I played alongside two all-star point guards uh, in my rookie year. Devin Harris, he was then traded. And we and then I played with Deron Williams, Darren Williams, uh, my rookie year. Um, but, but those – a combination of all of that, as well as, you know, I had a triple-double. So that solidified that I belong in the NBA. A lot of It was a lot of things that, that kind of hit me to make me, you know, welcome to the, that welcomed me to the NBA, you know. I, but guys that gave me fits, Brandon Jennings, my second year in the league, he was we, one night on the road. I just – he really had his way with me. And, in in, you know, just really just difficult to defend that night for whatever reason. Um, but again, you know, you're playing against some of the best guards night in, night out, whether you're in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, but those were some of the moments that, you know, I remember the most. Okay. okay. And, and that's, that's huge. And I, I gotta, I gotta jump back to the triple double moment. Um, I know that was with the Raptors in your, in your second season. And just for, for, for those of our listeners and everything, that was the, you're the 11th player to do that. And it had been 11 years since uh, someone had a, had a triple-double for the Raptors. In that game, you had 12 points, 11 boards, 12 assists, four steals, one block, and a plus-minus of 33 and 46 minutes. Wow. Those are some video game numbers, man. Um, talk about talk more about that game. I mean, that's, that's truly an incredible performance uh, to have a triple-double in any game, but especially at the highest level in the NBA. What was that moment like for you in that game? Talk about that situation. It was a, it was a lot. It was a lot that went into it. Uh, you know, I was really mentally at, locked in at that time. I was writing down my thoughts, feelings, and actions before doing some work with the uh, with the mental coach, like a like a uh, a mind coach, just to continue to find the edge. And we were, he, you know, he for the previous. The two months prior to that game, I was writing my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions down on paper. And every, whether it's on the road, at the hotel, or, you know, again, at my apartment or where I was staying uh, at the time, my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. And that leading up to that game, I wrote down a triple-double as far as my thoughts. And I carried out my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions in various ways. But I wrote down triple-double. Triple I would always flirt with them in college. I got close in the pros a couple of times in the G League when I my stints in the G League at times, but that night I was able to really lock in mentally and I carried it out physically. And I think that was the first time that I was able to, from my understanding, control the dynamic of mental and physical. And you would hear like guys like Kobe or LeBron, but mainly like you know, for me, Kobe was very influential. But he would always be like, "Game the basket, the game of basketball is is eighty percent mental, twenty percent physical, or the mind part." Guys leave out the mental aspect of it, and for me, that was that was more clarity and more apparent of how important the mental aspect that I, when I gave 
that 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 you know that maximum effort on the mental side to see the fruition and the results come out you know that uh specific or that on point from a physical in the physical realm i was like blown away i'm like dang it took my understanding and appreciation of the student part of the game to a different a whole different level and obviously you know just it solidified me of i guess at that time of of where I was, it wasn't just a cup of, cup of coffee that I was having. In me. I was actually an NBA player. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like that stamped me and gave me a lot more credibility and uh, and just ownership of what I was actually doing. All right, cool. We, t- we touched briefly on, on your uh, pro career, but let's talk about a huge honor that you've been bestowed on. And I'm sure you, you, you know this as well. And that's playing for then your, your national team, Nigeria national team. Um, you've had the opportunity to, represent them in some, a lot of big tournaments, um, the Afro basket in 2013, 2015, the Olympics in Rio in 2016 and the FIBA world cup in 2019, man. That's an absolutely amazing experience. Talk about that, man. What's that been like, man? It was an honor. That's probably the best fraternity that I've been a part of, you know, my entire life. I have lifelong brothers. Uh, after brotherhood is, it runs deep as far as the, the childhood, stories, the, the emotional climate growing up that we can all share and attest to. Um, and then just the success, you know, bringing uh, Nigeria the first Afro basket title in 2015, that's an experience that I'll never forget. And obviously being an Olympian and playing on the world stage uh, speaks speaks for itself. But that's the best frat that I've ever been a part of. Man, absolutely, man. That yeah, that's that, that that's one of those feelings that uh you, you just you know you, you can't get any can't get any better than you know to represent your country that you're from. So hats off and flowers to you for that, man. But 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 man, Ben, you know, th- you know, th- as we see throughout your career, you you've just been consistently, you know, working hard, wor- betting on yourself, and it's been, you know, it's been consistently, it's consistently working out, and we've seen that from 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 your early Houston days at, at the Fisher Price Hoop up until now, until you're, you know, you you represent Nigeria in the in in the in the Olympics. So what what we want to get to now is is what's what's next, what's next, and 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 where are you. What's what's going on for our guy Ben? Where 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 to now? Well, I'm currently playing uh, in Venezuela. I signed out here a couple of weeks ago, uh, but you know I have various opportunities to transition and do. I have my eyes just getting in, exploring other interests. Uh, maybe you know, obviously I've been thinking more life after basketball, uh, settling down, starting a family, finding a one. But right now, I'm still playing. I may uh, play for another year or two. Uh, depends on how my body feels and just, you know, what, what opportunities present themselves. But I've been networking, doing a lot of dual conscious stuff, uh, seeing just what is out there as far as that makes sense for, to my interests. Uh, been, uh, I, I was at um, Summer League this past July, a couple of weeks ago. I've been in this, this program that's uh, – that they offer their current and former players. So I'm just, there's incubator programs of my interest that I've been putting myself in position to, to thrive and and be in front of decision makers and things of that nature. Just maybe if I want to be a coach, a front office guy, a scout, various things like that. But man, it's just, it's dope to have been, a, you know, relevant this long to where like those opportunities and uh, you know, those phone calls and the phone is still ring on both sides uh, and so I could just kind of just take my time 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, and your, your, you know, your love for the game and the work that you put in has took you here, man. So from both me and Justin, we you know, we congratulate you and, uh, you know, we thank you, you know, we, we thank you for coming on the pod and, and talking to us. This was an absolutely great conversation. And, okay. and to, 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 if there is anybody out there, if there's a young kid who wants to be just like Ben, who wants to have the success like you, what would you tell them? Man, I would say run to the battle. Uh, keep God first and listen to your parents. I think those those three are very important because, you know, we all need a guide, and guide and then, you know, a physical guide. And, uh, and, and our parents, they got they have a lot of wisdom to to transfer over to, to their kids or to, you know, to, to their loved ones. And then uh, run into the battle. You, you can't when you're running to the battle, you're doing everything in your power not to make an excuse. Uh, to, to motivate yourself. Uh, I feel like that translates and speaks so much volumes in regards to controlling what you can control and, and, and falling forward. So, you know, running to that battle because life is a battle, it's a war, it's not always easy, it's a fight. So all those those three things I'd say. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So for 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 all, all the young hoopers out there, you want to be like you want to be like our guy Ben, man. Make sure you run to the battle, man, and make sure you're ready for that. But Justin, do you got any last words for our for our guy Ben here? Nah, appreciate the words of the wise man. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time, Ben. Um, good luck in v- Venezuela. Good luck in your uh, future endeavors outside of basketball, because I know that's you said that's coming up um, in in your future soon. So. I'm um, going to be following you and, and for all the family, check them out. Uh, is there anything you want to follow or anything you want to shout out? Otherwise, like plug anything. Uh, I don't really. I, I'm simple, man. I don't do a whole lot of that. Uh, I got a merch page, man. Click the link in my bio if y'all, uh, to get a chance to follow me on Instagram. It's uh, where you underscore Ben. And uh, other than that, man, just I appreciate y'all having me. It's good vibe. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. For all the family out there, if you guys want to stay up to up to date with Ben and everything that he's got going on, I will link his Instagram and his merch link in the description down below. So make sure you go check our guy out. But if if if, if we ain't got no more, man, then that's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Appreciate it. Peace.